You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Do you know that person in your life, or maybe you are that person that is the uh, connector, the glue? Maybe you're the person that is the curator of experiences in your friend group, right? The person that uh, is always either the person hosting people or connecting people or inviting people. We're going to talk a little bit about that role in Web3 and NFTs and even how that role can and should be monetized in the near future. But before we do that, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. Crypto Business Conference is happening in beautiful San Diego next month, October. Uh, really looking forward to meeting so many of you out there. We'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast. And, you know, as we count down, you know, we have 70 days left here of season one uh, of the podcast, season one of buying uh, an NFT every day. We're going to be including some like uh, throwback Thursdays for all of those uh, out there that remember those things um, where we're going to you know, like highlight not only a lot of the projects that we've minted over this last year, but you know, today we're minting, I believe it's uh, mint number 299, 299 days in a row, right? And you know, looking back at you know, what was the mint price? You know, we were, I was laughing. We were going over some things yesterday and someone's like, Brian, do you realize you paid $161 for gas to mint this NFT back in December of last year? And I was like, I, I don't remember. I don't realize it, but um, it is kind of funny to think back about that. So we're going to be sharing a lot more about you know, some of the projects that we think were great. We're also going to be working on ways that we can uh, highlight and amplify a lot of the great projects and people that, uh, you know, have been included in this journey over the year. So if you you know, want to jump in on that, make sure you jump over to our Discord or make sure you're following us on Twitter or Instagram or all of those channels. And, and we'll make sure to, you know, hopefully, you know, take, up, take you up on amplifying and celebrating that. With that being said, you know, the one of the things about, you know, this space right now is that, you know, there early on there was this idea of like alpha groups. I even did a couple of podcasts alpha, uh, you know, on these alpha communities, alpha groups, and really what alpha groups are for intents and purposes is like you know it's people sharing, um, you know, information or data or insights, you know, either before the masses or giving people kind of like exclusive access uh, to things that are going on, and and really the power of an alpha group. You know, when when I think this space started to you know emerge was really just the idea that you can't be everywhere for everyone or in every discord group or in every back channel or in every Twitter space and so having people that could share all of that information together was was really powerful but you know as we look at what that means it's also one of those things that you're only as good as the people that are bringing information in and let's face it, a lot of people aren't going to do the level of research that you might be doing. So one of the things that I found is that I've been removing myself over the last six months from a lot of just alpha groups or back channels that I initially was really um, into because 
I started to recognize that a lot of those people are a lot of the way that those people um, look at things or the way they look at investments or how they are treating the industry as a whole or buying or selling, whatever that may be. They weren't exactly aligned with the things that I value most or the things that I um, am focused on the most. And so with that in mind, with that kind of concept, one of the things that I've thought a lot about, right, when it comes to, you know, here on the podcast, right, there's, I always preach there's a difference between being a creator versus documenting your life or documenting your experiences. And I think everyone should document and tell their story on social. But there's also massive value and power in being the curator. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you quote retweet something on Twitter, right, when you quote retweet it, you're pretty much saying, hey, here's my context to something that I found valuable in my feed. And technically, you're curating that for your audience. Now, that can also go into, you know, curating information, but you can also curate uh, experiences, right? You can be the one um, that are bringing people together and bringing them into a, an experience, as I you know, shared this past weekend when I was in Columbus, Ohio. But you can also be the curator of people, right? The idea that you, maybe you're the matchmaker or the person that's like, oh, wait, you're a developer and you're an artist and this project founder is looking for, you know, both of you and you can be the curator or the person that, you know, glues a lot of these uh, scenarios together. But the more I've leaned in to like, you know, really, I guess, understand what works best here in this NFT Web3 space, one of the things that jumped out at me more so than anything else is there's also a need for the the curation of trusted projects, of trusted you know uh, tools and technology, and this curation is something that I believe is a full time job, right? Because here's the truth: is that you know to know what is upcoming, to know what what projects are going on, you have to be that kind of like that source. And so one of the things that I think uh, became a a, a barrier for uh, alpha groups, me personally, this is my own personal opinion, of course, do your own damn research, but the, you know, cur- the, the curation within an alpha group is really the result of everyone, right? Everyone's sharing, everyone's po- posting things. But I think great curation is actually only a few people that are the trusted resources that are bringing a lot of this together. Now, we're going to use it for an example, Nifty Gateway. Now, for those that are familiar, Nifty Gateway has been a platform for artists. Uh, uh, for Really, they've had curated drops since long before I even got into this space. And, uh, you know, I recently, you know, having doing some work with them, you know, that they, they've over the, you know, year and a half or two years they've been, um, you know, in existence, they've had 77 uh, artists that they've uh, curated their 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 art, their NFTs, their their experiences, and they've put them out um, on their platform, and they've made millions of dollars for these artists because it's a curated hub, right? If you go to niftygateway.com, you know that the projects that are there and the people that were there were of like a certain. Uh, statue, right? Of certain, like they've gone, they've been tested. They are, you know, the the team at Nifty Gateway um, has approved them, and it was very much like kind of like a, uh, I would say a Web two Christie's type model or a model where, like, you know, an art gallery, right? Just because someone's an artist doesn't mean they're going to be available to be one that's going to d- display inside of a of an art gallery. But one of the limitations of that is that it's really like 
it's gate kept based on just you know the couple people on the team at Nifty Gateway. Hence, why there was only you know seventy seven artists that were were approved to be on the platform over you know since the beginning. And just recently, on September first, they made an announcement that rather than it just being their team that were curating, they were going to onboard fifty people that they've already approved to be the curators of different storefronts. And so they're, they're still going to be a, you know, not everyone can, can, uh, you know, uh, produce or, or publish an NFT on their platform, but they are going, they are giving kind of the controls of deciding who to these 50 people that were pre-approved. Now I happen to be one of those 50 people that were approved and I, I feel very honored and I might be like one of the only people that Art was is not what what you consider a traditional artist, right? I think you know my art comes out in you know content creation and and most recently some AI uh, art that I've been uh, working on. But most of the the people that are in this curation roles are you know really talented artists, or maybe they, they're some of the seventy seven people that were already on the platform. And what is beautiful about that is we get to you know as one of those fifty people. We get to be the curators, and so if there are people in our community or people that we believe have a project or art or an NFT collection that that want to to drop that on Nifty Gateway and take advantage of the ability to sell in Fiat and use their mobile app and some of the things that exist there, um, we have the ability to curate them, right, and bring them in. And it's very much uh, like I what I feel like I've been doing now for 299 days in a row where I've been curating, uh, in a way, not only content and conversation, but also curating based on like what we're building, right? Like I, I, we're holding these 365 NFTs and we're turning this into one mosaic, right? And I've, I've spent hours upon hours each day trying to find the best NFTs or the ones that I feel are going to represent the collection, but also going to be here till November. And, and, you know, it, it really hit me, you know, when Nifty Gateway reached out at first, I was like, wait, you want me to like, I'm not, like, I wasn't even sure like they had the right guy when it came to like, what was my role in curating these, um, you know, who should be able to mint or drop their collections on the platform. But after I thought about it for a while, you know, I took, you know, great pride in, in what we're doing and the research we're doing. And, and I will say like the other part of this is that, you know, because the, the platform is very, you know, um, exclusive and they also, you know, have done a great job of, you know, kind of customizing some of the features and the way that you can share, um, you know, royalty percentages and such. One of the things that comes down to is like, there is something really powerful about having that like trusted resource and someone that is curating, um, your information and curating the, that, that experience. And I mean, and I'll be truthful with you, right? Like this podcast, I know many of you, um, that are listening that, you know, your favorite NFT project you discovered because of this podcast, right? I might've mentioned it. Maybe I hold it. Maybe I interviewed one of their founders, right? I know many of you have made hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, even into the millions of dollars, you know, buying and selling NFTs and using what I curate every day for, you know, information, education, inspiration as part of your, um, you know, methodology and strategy for what you're doing. And, and I will say one of the, the limitations or the difficulties of being a content creator is the monetization, right? Like we've, you know, the adage of Gary V, right? Jab, 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 right hook. But when you're, you know, creating a daily podcast, you know, this is free content. Anyone could listen to any of these 299 episodes without having to pay me or, you know, or to, 
really buy anything or do anything that is directly involved um, with me, um, you know, per se. And so the reason I, I put that out there is because I actually think this is where we're going to shift some of the Web3 uh, conversations, right? And I think it comes down to not only the creator economy model, but our ability to recognize, like, who are the people that we should be investing in and, like, why should we invest in what they're doing or who they are or what they're about? And I started to look at my, you know, my collection, right? And I have, you know, in my personal bag, we have, um, I have Ape Liquid, which is a, a project um, that has a bunch of projects that you can, uh, you can stake within their um, ecosystem. Uh, I'm a big fan and believer of the Probably Nothing uh, community, which is run by Jeremy. And that has given us multiple NFTs, multiple projects that have rolled out underneath of, uh, of, of his ecosystem, and then, of course, you have something like Truth Labs with what they have with the Illuminati and the Goblin Town. And then you have Yugla, Yuga Labs with, you know, Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutants and Other Side. And, of course, CryptoPunks as of most recently and MeBits and all of those. But one of the things that I actually think that we have to like kind of take a step back on is, you know, the question that I've gotten without question the most. The question I've gotten without question. That's kind of funny. Uh, the question I've got without question is like, Brian, how do you discover new projects or how do you know which projects to jump into? And I've always given like these long uh, detailed answers, but here I have a new answer for you today. Find somebody that can curate, filter that noise for you and be that trusted person for, for you. And then find a way to reward them, to incentivize them to keep on doing that, right? Because there are some people that, that I trust in this space that I know that they are no longer doing the work that they were doing. And it hurts me. It makes it harder on me. And what I figured out was like, wait a second, like, how are they being monetized? How was I, how was I contributing towards their success, right? Because like, why is someone going to continue to be the educator, the inspiration, the motivation, the, the curator of experiences, the curator of information, if there isn't anything in it for them, right? And we can say, oh, well, they're getting exposure, they're getting, they're building trust. But let's face it, you know, exposure doesn't pay your rent or your bills. And so one of the things that I just excited that we're going, I believe we're going to see as we move forward is that these trusted curators, right? Those that like create great feeds on Twitter, maybe the people that you always trust, like if they're jumping into a project, you know that that, that, that project is, is worthwhile, we are going to start to see that that group of people have NFTs. And I think the, the big part of this is it's, it's less about an alpha group and more about a curated, you know, filtered set of information that allows people to really cut through the noise because where we, where most people are willing to spend money is this, is if you're going to save me time, right? Like, Saving someone time so they don't have to do the research, they don't have to be in all the discords or all the Twitter spaces, that is is of massive value, right? If you think of some of the things that we spend money with in our real life, right, so much of it is, you know, we are going to pay for someone to do this because it's going to save us time or it's not something that we want to do or we, we don't have that in our, in our, you know, our own priority list. But this whole thing, is, I think, is really an interesting shift. And I think... We're going to start to see that, right? And I will say, like, even with NFT 365, right, like, I, there are a group of people that are my trusted sources for information and insights. And what I want to do is I want to bring them in with me and be able to create 
an opportunity for people to be able to, you know, to purchase or to buy or to, you know, to join into a, a community where you're able to get that information, that data, data, that insights um, directly to you. And, and part of that is it has to be mutually best beneficial, right? It has to be beneficial for those that are joining, but also for those that are sharing and curating that, all that information. And where I think alpha groups have failed, like the 888 club or the inner circle club or the alpha, the alpha team, these are all projects where people paid thousands of dollars to get in that eventually just fell apart. And part of it was that, that like really delusion and like the, the really separation of who can be trusted, where can they be trusted, why do we trust them, and who is the one that's still filtering the information to make sure that it's still aligned with kind of those messages and missions. So if you're that person that's listening, right? Like you love being that, like the, the host, you love being the curator. I believe web three is built for you. The question now just becomes how do you position that experience, that information, that data in ways that you can monetize that you can pay the bills on, but that also allow people in, but doesn't allow anyone to just share their information, you know, uh, willy nilly. And it's why like even in our discord, right, we have some channels where people are able to share the projects that they're involved in. But we also have to be very careful, right? Because someone sharing something in, in a Discord that has my name on it, like the, it can be very easily assumed that I blessed that or I did the research on that. And that's not always the case. And so I believe, you know, one of my predictions for the future is going to be, you know, those trusted resourced people are going to have NFTs. And by holding those NFTs, it's not about all of you sharing information individually but it's about you having an NFT getting exclusive access to that information and that, you know, kind of filtered down. And, you know, I did, I did a, I did a, a masterclass today for uh, our community on Twitter. And I talked a lot about, you know, Twitter advanced search, Twitter lists, Twitter tweet deck, Twitter media. And I went through the analytics. I went through a lot of these things really diving into advanced level Twitter. And, you know, it's funny because like, to me, I know I, like I experience all that. I've, I have all that in my, in my repertoire and it's, it's so much, it's so great to be able to deliver that and share that with the masses. But like that information isn't going to be valuable unless you already don't, unless you trust me, right? Like there's like that, that kind of barrier. And I think that's partially a problem with media, right? Like I don't trust what I see on CNN or Fox news or CNBC anymore because like, how do I know that it's not spin that they're not being paid for that, that it's not full of bias, but I believe, you know, there are people that are in my world, right? People I follow on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter that I've built trust and rapport with and that I trust their data, their news, the media that they're putting out far more than I trust others. The question just becomes, how do I keep them in business? How do I reward them, incentivize them? Because, you know, the TV channels are monetized through sponsors. But for others, like, how does that all work? And I think, you know, sponsorship partnerships... I believe are, are like the web two way of the old, right? Even, even of this podcast, right? Like I, I, I'm very blessed that we've had sponsors of the podcast, but I mean, ultimately if we were, if we're really building this in a creator economy, web three way, it would be less about like sponsors sponsoring just the content, but maybe the sponsors 
sponsor the fact that, that the price of the NFT to get access is less, right? And then everyone that's listening will pay to have exclusive access, but it, it wouldn't be something that just anybody could get, right? Or maybe it's, you know, the end of the podcast or maybe behind the scenes or maybe it's, you're getting access to the podcast uh, beforehand or even maybe you're using, a, you know, one of our favorite tools, uh, Zealous, and you're able to get the transcript and the recaps of every episode so that we could save you time or save you resources, and you might just see something like that coming down soon. But just something to think about those that are curating those, you know, there is, you know, we, we oftentimes talk about creators and artists and those that document. Let's not forget the curators, the curators of great discords, curators of great Twitter spaces, the curators of great content, like a podcast, the curators of information in an email newsletter. Those are oftentimes the people that we trust the most, that we are influenced by the most. And in web three, they should be the ones that we invest in the most. Of course, I did mention at the beginning of the podcast, we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Excited to be heading down to beautiful San Diego, California. You know, if you are new to NFTs or Web3, maybe you want to get a full-time job in this space. Maybe you just want to launch your own project or expand your knowledge of all things crypto, metaverse, uh, NFTs, and more. Definitely check out the Crypto Business Conference. The website is socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. We're going to be there. And for those that are watching on video, I actually have... Brand new merch. The merch just came in today. Uh, we got new hats, shirts, sweatshirts, uh, splash sweatshirts. And uh, those links are going to be going out uh, any day now for anyone that wants to buy merch. Uh, and it'll, we have public merch. Then we'll have merch that is gated uh, based on ADHD coin that you hold or what NFTs you hold for our community. But uh, excited to get this merch out in everybody's hands. And hopefully I'll be able to see some of you at that event in uh, San Diego uh, rocking some of the merch as we uh, you know, celebrate and kind of get closer to the end of this uh, season one. So as always, my friends, until tomorrow, make it a great day. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always... This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.